Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 97, episode 4 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, August 29th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Bigly, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your tweets just cafe me, and I just love your fashy ways. I guess that's why I'm broking your social circles so paid. Uh, ellipses, I'm drunk. That's courtesy of Stringy Magoo, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. MGB cushion down on the hottest loud. I tell your mother... <coughs> Y'all can't taco pound like I do it now. I'm smashing pan and mouse. And if you ain't Tuscan, you simply must go now. Okay, uh, there <laughs> wasn't a beat because, truth be told, we're actually in a very secret location today. Yes. Uh, we're in the hotel suite of our guest, which we'll reveal later. But our guest, who's a very big act, invited us to their hotel room, said, Look, I can't make the show, but if you guys come up to my suite, right. we can get this thing going. So I don't have the music right now. That's right. my explanation. Now, That's right. the credit for the AKA, just TDZ AKA, Strike Gang. Thank you for that one. One. Thanks to everybody who keeps sending the Missy Elliott AKs, and we'll have a new challenge for next week tomorrow. Uh, you said it yesterday, man. I hope that misdemeanor stuff isn't true. Yeah, she seems was, like a nice she's gal. Got a, she's got a bright future ahead of her. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I guess we can reveal it now. We're thrilled to be joined by our third guest, uh, the touring comedian, Mr. Nick Vatterot. Do, do I need a song after? Yes. Me too? No. I could try to do a song. Okay. My name's Nick V, and I rock the part. I fart from where I burp. I burp from where I fart. Uh Oh. Yeah, that was sent to me by my mom sent me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I thought it was a little immature, but you know. Hey. I'm not going to. That would be weird if you farted and it was a burp sound. (laughs) (laughs) Like you like lifted your leg and started. (laughs) (laughs) That would be grosser than a real fart. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? You please just fart normal? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that was cool that you fart where you. Which would be grosser than that or farting out of your mouth? Yeah. People already make fart sounds with their mouths. Right, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it, would be it doesn't much of a fart. stretch for yeah. me. Right, but, but if you could, it doesn't much of a stretch for me yeah. either. <laughs> Just a guttural burp yeah. from your butt <laughs> would be like, Ugh. yeah, because there's vocal cords. Like yeah. it implies the presence of vocal cords and, like, in it's your asshole to get yeah. that resonance. Like you have your lungs obviously for a burp, but like. What's that void in your body? I hope there are still like news junkies who listen to this show. Yeah, who are just like, like where did this go? Jesus, man, what happened to these it guys? Used to, be a, <laughs> used to be a second rate podcast. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, no, you guys probably want to talk about more serious no, stuff. No, but let's no, really no, get into the dumbest on this. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the things that come up, and we entertain them. I can these ideas the in a very intelligent way. Out of my ass. Uh, all right, Nick, we're going to get to know you a little bit better oh, good. in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about, such as the new Joker trailer. Uh, we're going to talk about where the president is at and just how he's thinking about the 2020 election, mm-hmm. the latest polling in the Democratic side of the race, uh, and just all sorts of shit today. Aunt Becky, KFC... All the hits, all the hits. But first, Nick, we like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, I just looked up the 
Edam- edama- I just looked yes, up edamame, edamame. Uh-huh. and uh, apparently I've got that and enema confused, and I'm using both wrong. Oh, man. It might that's be why be I'm burping to... up my... Yeah. <laughs> right. There it is. <laughs> that might be. Uh, the Etymology of Defenestration, which sounds yeah. like a Smashing Pumpkins album. Yeah. Uh, the Etymology of Defenestration. I was... I don't know. I came... Ac- I don't know. I For some reason, I came across... I was just thinking about defenestration. Uh, mm-hmm. Wondering if it was common knowledge that it was, you know, throwing somebody out a window right. or not. It feels like it's always a word that people say when they're trying to impress somebody up. with yeah. words. Like if you do an improv show, you can I get suggestions? There's always that Defenestrate. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you've heard of it too. You know, they think right. they're going to just, you know, blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. Perspicacity. <laughs> what? Defenestration <laughs> sounds like it should be, to me, my brain always wants it to be like somebody getting their stomach cut open. Is that defenestration? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably because it has like some of the same vowels as evisceration. Yeah. But yeah, it's it not. seems like it needs to be way more intense than like. Right. Well, then, I guess getting thrown out of a window is pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty you intense. Know, depending on what the window is. Um, well, was it a Bran Stark type situation? Right. Because that yeah. could fucking change a lot for you. Would that even be considered defenestration? Because he was the... just kind of pushed backwards. Right. He was already out of the pushed. window. Yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. being a creep, to be honest. I know. You know? Yeah. He was just watching, watching, people, watching incest two, porn. Two uh, brother and sister <laughs> have sex. Like, dude, right. get it together, Bran. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been really weird if, if it cuts to him and he's like, oh, yeah, fuck <laughs> And then afterwards, yeah. like, Ned Stark's like, yeah. What the fuck's going on, man? What were you doing? Yeah, give it to her, man. <laughs> give it to her, GG. As he's falling, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what is the etymology of defenestrate? Well, uh, what's funny is that, like, it, uh, it it seems to... First of all, I thought it'd be, like, this crazy story. Because I'd, I'd come across this thing called the defenestration of Prague, which mm. apparently in Prague there was these three... Three times defenestration happened, and it was uh, the equivalent of, like, overthrowing some sort of like government or higher up so it, yeah. it seems mm-hmm. to be um that's what i got out of it um and i thought it, i thought oh maybe it's off there bobby defenestrate you know or, or <laughs> yeah. i don't know if there's bobbies back then yeah, but yeah. you know like Robert. richard the de, uh the defendant yeah hey. it's just uh it's just it's not i think because it's such a crazy word how right. does it mean that it's not that crazy i think yeah, defenestrate means win- window and duh um, means uh, push out of or something or de- like that. de-window yeah. you. Yeah. 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 So it's not as crazy of a story as I was hoping to be. But I just was like uh, looking at like pictures of where apparently the first recorded defenestrations were. And it's interesting. I was like, oh, I guess there wasn't like, it was, it looks like a, this tower. It's like this five-story tower in Prague. And I was like, oh, I guess there wasn't tall buildings at one point. Right, and then right, the right. Fir- And then they finally had the first tall building. They're like, hey, like, you can die falling yeah, out of one of these. <laughs> yeah, and they use it to murder. Right. <laughs> Wait um, a second. Because a first-story defenestration is not, that's just an inconvenience. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. More than that's a- called sneaking out of a house when your girlfriend's <laughs> dad gets home. Right. <laughs> but yeah, full on. I guess that's the other thing. It's like, whoa, gravity, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, the higher the window, like. The gnarlier the impact from what I'm seeing. We could yeah. really, yeah, you could really, I, I, and everyone, it, I was like a five-story window. Do you, it's everyone they pushed out died. I thought, mm. um, you know, uh, it would just. It all depends on how you land, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they, because no one had to fall out of a window before, so no one had to do it right. Yeah. You right. got to roll. You got to watch some of those parkour videos. Those guys, uh, some of the drops those guys take, I'm pretty impressed with. Yeah. They go out of stories. I don't know if they're full on five story in it, but like there's some like gnarly thirty foot drops I see people like like roll Jeez. out of, and you're like, Whoa. 
That's yeah. my ankles shattered like watching the video, yeah. and I'm like, mm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if the saying "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater" was just kind of like light advice like you don't want to do that because it's inconvenient you have to go get the baby right. instead of being like the baby's gonna die yeah that's, yeah, that's like, a bad fall yeah yeah <laughs> now remember guys you're not gonna want to uh i thought that somebody survived the defenestration of Prague because they landed in horse shit but that might be a different defenestration maybe i i only read about the first defenestration yeah. and i stopped reading after it that's one of my favorite. i hate sequels you yeah. know so it's they're just <laughs> rarely as good as the that's one of my favorite details that we erase from history is that everything was covered in shit either horse shit or human shit right people died from being swept away in rivers of shit back in history like all the time i mean people uh you know right now everyone's always like this is the worst it's ever been and and things are very bad right now (laughs) but i sometimes think about it's not just there's not just shit everywhere right that was i think a little bit worse if you want to brighten your day yeah. yeah We Take don't... yourself back to the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, Something. there were some really terrible Similar times thinking, in history. thinking, but better technology. <laughs> right. right. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Boycotts. Boycotts. Uh, it's just a new boycott every week now. Um, mm. I was making fun of the Jimmy John's boycott because... There's a Jimmy John's boycott? There was a Jimmy oh, John's yeah. boycott because... What happened now? Well, uh, some, some photos surfaced from 1983... Um, in, of, uh, is that really what it's from? The elephant one was from 1983. There, there, oh, the big game hunting yeah. photo, right? Right. And, That's the Jimmy John's. And you know, it's just we're we're a culture that just digs up you know like old things for people. Now I understand people. Uh, I I think the big game hunting is stupid, and I think those people are monsters. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was. I just thought it was funny. And there's, there's probably been more pictures since then. There's a very weird picture of him like naked humping a shark. That he is killed, and it's very, very disturbing. Yeah, cancel them for that one. Um, right. But I just think it's funny that he his service is a dead animal store. Right, you right. Know, you go and buy dead animals and eat them, and people are like, "I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I've had know. enough. Oh, you killed animals. Well, I'm not going to eat your dead animals I'm anymore. Eat your shaved dead animals. <laughs> your deliciously seasoned shaved animal flesh. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the that's the funny thing right now that Twitter and you know cancel culture have like created just an onslaught of boycotts like i didn't even know olive garden was getting boycotted till yesterday when we were talking about it on the show and who's eating an olive garden i i, I want to boycott the, diarrhea i want to be like i heard <laughs> diarrhea donated to the republican party so i'm no more diarrhea hashtag boycott yeah. diarrhea look they're boycotting things that like you're not even doing i don't know if the, the people going in and out and the people going to equinox are not the same people you know they're not go, you're not um people are boycotting Fox News, you're not watching Fox News anyway. Right. Uh, well, I think that what the pressure needs to be, I think, like, especially with Fox, I think it is good to lean on those advertisers because they're essentially the ones putting the money up to platform like this right. terrible hate speech. And somebody right. did pull out of Tucker Carlson, I think, this past week. Yeah, Dell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, I, I, but it's like, it's just, a, uh, it's just, I think it's obnoxious when it's every single thing. And it, it's also like, um, you know, you, they found like, I don't know. You, if you look at every everything, is tainted. You know, people are tweeting from their level, Apple yeah. phones that uh, right. you know that that's you know you're tweeting from a phone or you're using Facebook that donated to you know everyone involved in every company seems to have donated to something that you don't like or done something you don't like. Right. So you just if you really 
to be like, well, I pick these. I'm going to boycott these and not these other ones. It's sort of like uh, you got to boycott. <laughs> you can't do anything. Like terribly. Know? Yeah. You're like yeah, the only solution is to completely remove yourself from the capitalist system. It, but like sort of. Yeah. Uh, but then how do you survive? Like, do you have a fucking, you know, like you become a yeoman farmer and wear homespun clothing? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not good on a loom, but right. I'll try. Right. Yeah. But also that these looms clean. But these jerseys ain't going to weave themselves. You know what I mean? That's true. That's, that's for sure. It's uh, a great country song, too. These jerseys ain't going to weave themselves, man. The, Hell yeah, um, this was for the troops. The guy humping the shark, uh, at least the owner of Jimmy John's, is claiming it's not him. Oh, really? uh, it doesn't really look like him necessarily. It's also uh, been s- speculated that it is Jim McElwain, the coach of Florida football. Ah. Uh, he has denied it as well. Uh Nobody's so, but the nope. shark is like, that's definitely me. Right. <laughs> that's definitely me. And, <laughs> and it's I fucked up, bro. And are they going to boycott Florida football? <laughs> I doubt. See, this doubt. is what I hate, too. You, you you have all these pictures circling. You don't know if it's even real or not. Right. You know? And also, like, I was looking it up, and, like, each... I was just thinking, like, okay, so you're going to boycott all these, like... Um, these franchises of where these like people like take these loans out, you know, right, and right. Like, they franchise the store. They're trying to make money. They have a family. They didn't do anything wrong. Right. Jimmy John himself, if that is his name, he only gets. I think it was six percent. Okay, uh, someone's skeptical. <laughs> you're like, we never know, but you're gonna. You believe that's not his name? Okay. Anyway, go it's on. It's actually yeah. Jimmy Jonathan. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, it's James, James Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> but that's not gonna sell sandwiches. No, no. But like, he only takes six percent of all these uh, of every store. Right. So if you if you're you're really screwing over these franchise owners and these people that aren't rich or or, or you know are just trying they just yeah. trying to have an American Let's dream and. I don't know. It feels like you're, you're you're punishing the wrong people. Well, I think because right now too, people feel particularly powerless over like the state of things in the country and like society. So like in in these weird ways, that's the way people are exercising power, and I I think it's coming from the right place, but it's not yeah. necessarily the best use of it or the most effective use of it. And yeah, but I but I also understand why people are so desperate to find things to latch on to be like, yep, and that's the way I can sort of take my power back because right now I'm looking at everything that's happening with the government or whatever. And I, like, there isn't, I have to wait till November to vote. Right. It's like, so fucking cancel Olive Garden now then. Yeah, right. it is. We feel powerless. That It feels like you're doing something. Um, oftentimes it's counterproductive. I mean, I know when, um, like, like when the Nike boycott happened, Nike had a. They sold more shoes that quarter than they did. Yeah. Because it like pe- the people were boycotted, so the, you know, I think the right boycotted it. So the left was like, "Well, screw that. We're right. gonna buy even more and support you even more." So it actually, if they had not boycotted, you know, uh, Nike right. wouldn't have done as good. Yeah. Um, I think boycotts on the right are actually counterproductive for. Right. They typically like, they blow make up the brand the look cool. Like because Gillette, yeah, the, the same is, thing too. I right. think. Yeah. yeah Gillette exactly. sold way more. It's actually a great uh, strategy if, for a product to like go super left wing. Yeah, the right. That's why I mean, have the right boy Katja and then Nike. You know, signed Colin Kaepernick to and like made him the spokesperson of their company. Probably not out of sheer altruism. No, um, we've yeah, we definitely right, brought that up. Right, they yeah. are savvy business people. Right, right yeah, the, the, like, the, oh, yeah. this is gonna piss off Trump supporters. The company that famously like wouldn't build a you know uh, a factory in Flint, Michigan, you know, right? In that, in that Michael Moore documentary, right, and right, stuff. right. And uh, all of a sudden, they're good people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, I think the Amish. 
I was thinking about it, and <laughs> yeah, go, uh, on. go off. No, go I, off, I just Amish king. I think the I think it's underrated, and I think you, we kind of uh, uh, danced danced near it a second ago mm-hmm. with with the loom. <laughs> you know, is it like uh, it's 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 simpler? I I was uh, the no technology thing is like for instance, I did a show the other night, and my phone's like froze up during the show and I needed it for this thing and uh or you know I'm uh so much techno I'm on the phone with this like you know when their wagon wheel breaks they never have to be on hold with customer service for an hour trying to figure right. out why the wagon wheel doesn't work exactly they you just know? learn how it's to just like okay time to fix the fucking wheel yeah. yeah and it's simple enough you're not like uh because so many times you have everything technology like okay i did it i did all the things why is it still not working you right. know and you start losing your mind and it's like the wagon wheel it's broken oh well that's it's because it's in pieces or it's on fire or right. you know it needs that- to be reinforced <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah and so I mean, we going amish yeah let's do it yeah, right. I think that Turn would be off, a Dan. smart business decision <laughs> for just our podcast. Just start shouting out the window. Yeah. That's the Amish podcast, just screaming at the top of your lungs. The barn raisings are the thing that's always impressed me about the Amish, that they'll just have like everybody come to a field to build a barn in like a weekend, Yeah, I'm and it'll be done by the end of the weekend. Just everybody builds it. I mean, based on the TV show, was it Breaking Amish or whatever? It's right. always interesting to Amish see those Mafia. people who, oh, that show's absurd uh, and yeah, staged, but hilarious. And fake. Uh, but like the people who are like leaving, it's kind of interesting when you see the people who get the itch so hard to be like, everything is like, like, you know, modern society has been othered so hard that like, I can't help but to go there. Right. But maybe we're like reverse Amishing it. Where we're like, dude, I'm tired of this modern world. Yeah. I think me to your, I can't grow a beard though. When Amish kids <laughs> at 16 do their rum springer and like come and live in our world, our 16 year olds should have to go live Amish. Yeah. For a year. Oh, yeah. Expose All right. It. Reverse rum Anyone yeah. who lives out near Amish country, let us know. You reverse know? All, all, <laughs> Any Amish people listen. Yeah. Well, you know, I know the people people out there in Amish, you know. Yeah. Rest in peace to our boy who is smoking oh, big doinks yeah. out in Amish. Big doinks out smoking in big doinks in Amish. God. You know? So if you're out in Amish smoking big him. doinks, let us know. What a fucking genius that yeah. guy was. Rest in peace. Man. What guy was that? It's this like Just video, this... this dude smoking a blunt like in a cornfield, and he's like smoking big doinks in Amish. And he just keeps saying smoking. <laughs> and he's like hitting this blunt. He's like, gang. At the end, it's like over. Also, it's and you assume he's dead now? No, no he, he did, did die, die because I was. Oh, no. He became like kind of a internet celebrity meme guy, and then yeah. when he died, people were like, "The big doinks and Amish dude died." Yeah, Aww. he had some kind of like lung complex, some kind of respiratory complication. That's very tragic. That sucks oh, because that's completely related to. I don't know, man. I don't want to right. speculate because then I have to think about my own blunt smoking, right? You know, and then what am I gonna die from that? I mean, Fuck no. But you don't have a lung situation that your brand is directly undercut. I don't have a lung situation that positive thinking can't heal. <laughs> That's right. That's what we've always that? said. You can also switch to edible blunts. Right. You know, Just I eat them. Yeah. That's way better than if your lungs are bad. I roll it. They're like, damn, hell yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Hell yeah, man. Want to twist up another one? <laughs> Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true? You know, to uh, be false. ghosts. Okay, ghosts. Just <laughs> get get. Give me a break. 
Is it? Are, now, are you someone who's been just led on by ghosts for, for so long? You're like, you know what? I tried and I'm just done. I just done with you. It's one of these things where I just I don't get why people buy into it so hard or believe it. It's just it's one of these things that just as they're telling me the story, the story itself doesn't make sense. Have you, right. have you ever heard this? Okay, you ever heard this? Uh, uh, there's like I don't know if it's like a wives' tale or a rumor. Have you ever heard the story about the uh, the person dog sitting and um, and the dog dies and the family tells them, okay, well you can you put the dog in the suitcase and take it to this place and drop it off to get it dog cremated or whatever right i've heard this story from a couple different people i've never heard, I've never heard Does, so the dog comes back to life no once. the dog is a giant great dane or it's this always this big dog and they had to put in this big suitcase and they had to put it in a suitcase because there was nothing else to put the dog yeah, in. i was gonna say i'm like why there's no dog cast that's where it gets so, weird yeah and it's just like and they take it um get one of those I, big blue ikea bags yeah, or shopping uh, right. cart. Yeah, Someone yeah, with yeah. wheel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, anyway, I'm just thinking about other ideas. Yeah, because you don't have a big suitcase. So anyway, <laughs> put the thing in the suitcase. But every time they tell the story, they talk about how how heavy this suitcase is and they're lugging it around. Right. And they just, just they got to take it the train and take the train to the city and take it in this this. And then they're on the corner and they're like trying to like figure out where they are. And somebody comes by and steals the suitcase and runs off with it. Huh. And if I, every time I hear that story, it's like. If this suitcase was so heavy, right. how did someone just pick it up and run off with this giant he suitcase? He a CrossFit dude. <laughs> right. Super strong, dude. That's how they no train. No way. Yeah. The story doesn't make sense. Wait, hold on. And that's, this is what I feel is about ghosts. The, where's the is that ghost the end of the story? This is the, that's the end of the story. And they're like, so that person got home, opened up, and it was a giant dead dog. And Did, it's just like, it's the dumbest story. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is how I feel about ghosts. Every time people right. tell me a story about a ghost, the it just, logic. It just, the logic doesn't make sense right. at all. I've never seen a ghost in a Walgreens. People have died in Walgreens. Yeah. Okay, how many people have died? A lot. A, a lot of people, people have died, died in Walgreens. Magic Mountain. And yeah. I don't see a ghost there's when no I ghost. ride Goliath. Exactly. That dude died on Goliath. How come there's there's never ghosts on intersections? People die on the highway. There's there's flowers. There's those white bikes all over the place. There's you all these memorials of where people have died. There's never ghosts. Ghosts don't like the daytime. They right. they don't like the. They I only ghost at night. That's yeah. re- that's so stupid. Ghosts are not like okay. It's only come out when it's super. Ghosts only come out when it's super spooky when nobody else is around <laughs> in a place that's already like a pl- and there's no other people to back you up exactly. Right. And the most would be like, well, that door did close suddenly. Right. Like, and like, okay. Mm, did it? It's. I like, like your energy act. though. You have like a YouTuber who like debates people on whether ghosts <laughs> exist. You're like, come at me with your ghost. Yeah, ghost check it out, everybody. They, they only come out when they're spooky, <laughs> and they never. It doesn't make sense. Right. So. Do ghosts really? <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. It, it gets. I. It's the one thing I'm very passionate. But you have about. like that the vibe though of someone who kind of wants a ghost to exist, but you've been so I disappointed. I would love a ghost to exist. To visit, to visit Proof you. Of I would love a friend, new friend in my life. This mortal plane. Don't we all want that? Huh? That would be great, man. Yeah. Uh, so, do you believe people who think they've seen ghosts? Do you think they're lying, or do you think it, they just believe they've seen a ghost? I think they believe it, but that's right. what it's. That's what's crazy to me is that they they're in a place where their mind could play tricks on them, right? You know, and uh, you know, it's and there. It's always like in an old place, you know. To I, the idea that a ghost is walking around going, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the lights off and on real quick," right? You right. know, like that's how you're gonna go. Come on, get, go step your game up. Yeah, right. do do. I don't know. Flickering put on lights. a show. Yeah, they're always make a basketball move crazy in air, like in a game, like someone. <laughs> Right. Shoots a shot. Yeah. It's like, Whoop! 
and it goes in the other angels room. in the outfield. <laughs> just, I mean, right. that has happened. Uh, that right. is true in that documentary. Uh, right. And the sixth man with Kadeem Hardison again, a ghost uh, helps oh, out a college basketball team. Wow. Oh wait, angels in the outfield. Those aren't ghosts, though. Those are angels. Right. My bad. But, but um, so where does that? Those I believe. Those definitely. Don't get me wrong. Well, we'll we'll fucking say something bad about angels now. (laughs) Ghosts, fuck them. I mean, I, how how come a ghost just never just grabs a bunch of like you're eating a bowl of cheese puffs and it just throws all the cheese puffs in your face or something? Yeah, I mean, it's look, that's like, why I, it moved the it moved your maybe remote that happens, over. but people feel so stupid telling that story that they're just like, <laughs> I guess I can't like that's not a good ghost story. So you only hear about the ones who's like a child was right. like hovering over me when I woke up and whispered. Also, oh, like people, red act, rum. it's like we actually all have ghost stories. We're right. all just too embarrassed to admit it's it. Like, like a uh, ghost pee. My pants, <laughs> right? <laughs> All yeah, over yeah. them. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we've busted some myths here. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, just briefly up top, there's a new Joker trailer out for the new uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker film uh, directed by Todd Phillips, maker of The Hangover. Uh huh. That was the thing that was like making me like, that's kind of a weird fit. You know, I don't know. He hasn't really made a, a serious movie. This looks very serious. What, what has he made since like Starsky and Hutch? Uh, the Hangover movies. Oh, right. Uh, but then in my then, mind, I'm sorry, in my movie. mind, I was thinking old school, right? Even though you said hangover, make... I know that was like one of his first films, right? I I'm mean, he's made book. some fucking classic movies, they just are all comedies, and then he's made one like kind of action drama, War Dogs. I think we all remember War Dogs, loved it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, every like it's getting a lot of good advanced buzz. It premiered at Venice and Toronto and was like at all these film festivals uh people seem to like it but you can't really trust comic book movie reviews because people fanboy out on well, it well you can trust them when there's a male lead <laughs> that's true that's the true. female lead it's like i don't know what the fuck this is man right. some social justice shit but i don't know joker's an interesting the trailers character. keep getting better man the trailers i i went from being like oh cool joaquin phoenix will be joker to right. this then another teaser came out and i was like Go on. And now this one, I'm like, this might be fucking good or yeah. freaky. Because I feel like Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors who like has that. He's haunted enough to play the Joker. But it, he'd be like one of the, like an unlike Heath Ledger, like where it would affect him. I think somehow the Joker would be affected by being played by Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix or something. Right. Yeah. The Joker just can't recover from this. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like. That guy's fucking weird. Yeah. Man. Dark. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like it kind of has a vibe of his performance in the master if it was like more unhinged yeah. like because that performance like he kept being like pulled back to trying to be respectable with right. uh philip seymour hoffman's character but like this he just seems like it's like that just untethered from uh anything sort of like a taxi driver vibe to it almost with um, like in the opening is he a, a stand-up or something i like, think so they seem to imply that he was a stand-up. right there's so, a there's a bunch of stand-ups i know in the movie i think gary goldman's in it huh. uh, oh really sam morell was telling me he shot a thing in oh it. nice um i heard maybe mark 
Marin? I, I don't know if that's for sure, but um, there does seem to be this interesting stand-up element in it, and uh, it's funny because if you know if you've ever been or done an open mic, uh, a lot of those people remind you of somebody who very dark. The Joker. The Joker. There is a yeah. very dark energy to like a bad stand-up comic at an open mic. Like it's just like that is, that, is... that's like the real fork in the road in life at a <laughs> comedy open, open mic. mic. It's like oh, you might be a comedian or a murderer, or you might be a Joker. <laughs> right? It, 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 yeah. This, but this is where you make that decision on this open mic stage. I definitely have felt that there's been people that if there was not such the culture of open mic comedy that these people would have gone to a very dark place. Um, because there is, a thank goodness, a community, but it's so many loners and it's so many people that are very angry and then they come together and they, they do it for the sake of making other people laugh. Right. But they, gosh, there is some people who's... <laughs> and there's definitely the people that still, despite that you know uh, camaraderie, still found a way to kind of creep all the other stand-ups out. Right. You know, there's a couple of those guys I remember being like, uh, whatever happened to so-and-so? And they didn't really tell jokes. They just went up stage and were very angry and yelled. And you're like, oh, man. Like, yeah. I think I Lewis Black is doing pretty well now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love to see him as the Joker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But I hadn't really thought about the idea of like failed comedian, like just like toxic narcissism, like blocked weird. I, I hadn't really thought of that as like tapping into something right. uh, until like you guys were talking about comedians who actually dressed up as the Joker or something. Well, that I you had seen. Well, do, do you want to talk about this? Uh, there's a guy, I, when I first moved to uh, this Hollywood area that we're in right now, there was a guy that I saw dressed as the Joker. Uh, you know, there, but there's a lot of characters on Hollywood. Yeah, right yeah. now. People uh, dress spider. also very I dark. see Willy Wonka hopping an Audi TT every day yeah. after 5 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, it's uh, true. Fat Batman, uh, yeah, one of my yeah. favorite guys. I love uh, him. There's, there's five of them. Um, but like, yeah, but then I saw him at Target and I was like, oh, I guess he you stopped by Target on the way home from being the Joker. And then right. I saw him like eating somewhere and I was like, mm, this is not even anywhere near Hollywood Boulevard. And then right. I saw him like at like an open mic one time and I was like, oh, he just wears the Joker He's stuff become... all the time. Yeah, well, I, I thought you were talking about someone I knew because I also, like someone I've known from the, my past, I right. uh, had not seen in years and then randomly at a bar, this fucking dude dressed as like the Heath Ledger Joker like came up to me. He's like, "What's up, Miles?" And I looked up at him. I'm like, "What's up?" Right. And he was like, "Yo, it's me." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh shit, right. cool." I'm like, "Why yeah. are you dressed like this?" I'm like, "Are you performing?" He's like, "Nah, man. It's just like kind of a character study." And then huh. and then months later, I saw someone else, a mutual friend. I was like, "Yo, did you see him? Like, I saw him recently. He was dressed as a Joker." And they're like, "Oh, he's still doing that." Still and I was like, that. whoa, what do you mean? But I, I don't know if that's no longer the case. It may have actually been, but right. I, but I don't know. There's, I think there is just something about the character, though, that is very, very magnetic for a, if you have a certain personality. Yeah. But if, in, in, in a post-Aurora, Colorado society, right. you know, to, where that guy dressed up like the Joker, went in and started shooting the place up, to dress like the Joker in other situations, it's just is creepy. Very, it's like dressing up like the Unabomber, or you're dressing up like, right. you know, any yeah. sort of mass murderer. I, I, it's just it's just sort of, I think it's pretty inappropriate, to be honest with yeah. you. Know? If, like, you know, if you're not commitment. doing strict cosplay in a very defined cosplay setting, yeah. like, yeah, it would be very, or you'd be like, what's that? anybody thing? but the guy who killed everybody. <laughs> right. You sure. know, right. like, any, Robin! <laughs> 
Right. You know, or uh, Penguin, you know? But <laughs> Everyone dresses like the Penguin. Yeah. It's interesting because there's a failed comedy, like somebody who sees something funny about the world, but like can't communicate it with right. the outside world. Like, and there's like sort of a tragic element to that, that uh, they really identify with this character. So I'm starting to really get movie's... behind this character. Yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, I think I'm this movie's going to be interesting. Very <laughs> angry. That's what I'm trying. I'm just saying, yeah. man. Maybe you should start dressing as the Joker. It would um, look. It'd be a weird look to have my like brown skin peeking through. <laughs> right. You, you want to like that's what one cosplay. I'm like, I'll let the white people have that. Yeah. It'd be weird if you guys uh, like later on saw like the Joker guy I'm talking about, and you turn around and you're like, wait, that's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And that boy was me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some crazy people around here. <laughs> Nick? Oh, no. Shit. Call me Joker. <laughs> that would be amazing. They're like, all right, dude. Well, you going to pay for your Slurpee? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I working at a 7-Eleven yeah. now? <laughs> In this story. Oh, uh, well, cool, Nick or Joker. Just <laughs> give me, let me get that quarter pound spicy big bite. <laughs> Whenever Coming you... right up. <laughs> Help yourself uh, to the free condiments. <laughs> <laughs> Should we check in with the world? Oh, our president, the real Joker, the real Joker in the yeah. White House. Am I right, guys? I mean, <laughs> Great. circus yeah. is really in town when that guy, <laughs> Washington, D.C. Am I right? Man, uh, have you seen that? What's happening under the big top? Oh, and boy. I mean, uh, Capitol Hill, the <laughs> dome there. Uh, three rings. Yeah, what's going on in that three ring circus? The executive, the legislative, and the judicial <laughs> hey, branch. Hey, 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 oh, I'm in town. Welcome. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know, man. Since last week, it. I'm like, it's always been this simmering of like nonsense, right? But it get. It's it's been like getting a little like I'm really having trouble following his logic paths now. Like it's right. really just kind of like he's flailing more yeah. than normal. It does seem like it sort of waxes and wanes between like a high boil of insanity and just, you know, complete clusterfuckery and then like things quiet down for a little bit. Like yeah. the people around him get a hold of him or something. But I think now that we're like, it the, seems the that, Adderall wears off. Yeah. I do wonder thing. how much that is. He because, was sweating at that G7 oh, press yeah. conference. I thought that was you. The amount of sweat <laughs> pouring out of his face. But like it seems like the polling and the economic outlook stuff is what's really beginning out. to trigger him because a lot of these things are in response to things that seem to be tangentially connected to the idea that people are like, They've I don't know how long this economy is gonna go with these policies and also like these poll numbers are not great for Trump, no matter how you cut them. Not again, because we've all learned our lesson from 2016. It's just a fucking snapshot of right. what people think in that fucking moment. Not, yes. all right, time to go to bed, y'all. <laughs> He's getting crushed in the polls. So right. recently, oh yeah, fuck the polls. You know, when you look at the things that he's promised like you know I'm, I'm bringing the farmland back i'm putting people back on those factory lines we're getting coal fucking we're raising coal like you've never seen none of that shit has happened we're building the fucking wall he hasn't done a single thing so now i think of the things that he has um the ability to like control the wall is like the one thing i guess he feels really fixated on that he can actually deliver on yeah and so now he's directing people security to build the fucking yeah. wall no matter what by election day you know the one of the things that liberals need to 
understand as far as why people are going to continue to support him is that what was it? He pulled out of NAFTA. Mm-hmm. You know, he got out of the Paris Accords. He got out of the uh, Iran deal. He 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 fulfilled a lot of these promises, and this is and he's going to run on that. He's going to like r- run it into the ground. The promises he did do. The wall is like the last promise that he he you know the Obamacare thing's done. You know he can't do anything. He with has that to forget about that. Yeah, yeah. He's going to blame McCain for that forever. But the wall is like the one promise that he's going to he has to like make them. Feel that he's going to like. That's why this he's going to like continue to do this thing. You know what really kills me is the you know you take his lowest approval rating and his highest approval rating and it's what eight percent. Yeah. What it's is rated. it? Who is this eight percent of the country that it's just day to day is yeah. changing their mind yeah. on this guy? Like back who, on board, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, that's what kills me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The well, you know, even when you say that, like he may say that he made good on those promises. It's going to be tough because there's a lot of articles coming out of like the farm belt basically that are like, I don't know a single farmer who like has not been really negatively affected. Sure, some of these like major, like these gigantic farms possibly because they're getting the subsidies, but they're like the farming thing is really starting to weigh on just the culture of farming too because it's sort of like, well, you're going to have nobody to sell to, but I'll yeah. cut you a fucking check. And yeah. that's not sustainable. And it's really, and I think uh, there's more grumblings now that like he has a few groups like truckers too. There are a lot of truckers because of the trade slowing down. That means less stuff is moving around that are also starting to be like, hold on, man. Like, yeah, actually I can, I can begin to connect the dots to why I'm working less. Right. And it's you. So there's going to be a balancing act because there are some people who are just so racist. They don't care. Like if it affects them, you know, like whatever their pocketbook, because they just want to see as much pain being inflicted upon, you know, marginalized people or non-whites or non- cisgendered or liberals or liberals the the thing that makes them so happy is how mad liberals get at at trump like that seems to be the key to to his putting up with it that's because the farmers are getting screwed and it's like is that what is it why are why are any farmers still on board right is it is it that is it they're just i think love the trolling of the liberals they'll watch their you know they'll watch their 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 tune-ups wilt if it means that the liberals got trolled and you know it's funny the only thing it seems that he is doing for the farmers is socialism right <laughs> you know like exactly. that's the only thing that and so they they, right, they, they shit on socialism or any socialist uh you know uh sort of policy yeah, but then the, it's, it's a socialist of policy is the only thing he's doing is is, is giving to these keep farmers them from money. being like literally no insulting. socialism is when aoc and ilhan omar do anti-semitism uh-huh God. that's socialism that's true because I don't even know what they know. So I don't. I don't does anyone? They know? don't know what it is. Right. They uh, think they 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 sell it as Venezuela. You know, right. it's and a, yeah. it's it's like it's like your schools are you know socialism, your highways are socialism. You know, no one is no liberal is is fighting for a. Compl- I mean, maybe there are some liberals that are saying it should be all socialism, and those people are not helping the whole art, you know, conversation. But you know, like just the idea of uh, we use socialist. Program. Yeah, well, I think that's where people pick and choose because overall they're like, well, this is capitalism. But like when you look at, like, well, the way this is functioning, you may want to look at those definitions a little more clearly or closely. Yeah. Um, When it comes to the wall, though, right now he wants 500 miles of wall done before election day. Mm -hmm. And he's has a lot of meetings apparently big beautiful (laughs) beautiful, like you've ever seen. The biggest. Um, (laughs) As it stands, though, I think the military has only been able to like reinforce about 60 miles so they got a lot of fucking work which is why he has been telling people 
Uh, AIDS, he's told AIDS, quote, not to worry about breaking the law in order to finalize contracts or using eminent domain to seize property for the structure. Now, that's where it gets... They're so like, using eminent domain means you are stealing somebody's yeah. land. Yeah, you're like, well, I need this, so, so now you're, it's mine. You're making somebody homeless, and the president's saying, you can do that even if it's against the law because I'm going to pardon you. Right, and that's Which what he said. When seems pretty, like, that's just next level. In this I've post article, yeah. In the post article, they say, when aides have suggested that some orders are illegal or unworkable, Trump has suggested he would pardon the officials if they would go ahead, uh, aides said. He has waved off worries about contracting procedures and the use of eminent domain, saying, quote, take the land. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll pardon you. Uh, and Sweep then, the leg. Basically, Take the land. <laughs> when they when they were asked for comment, a White House official who wanted to remain anonymous said, "Yeah, he's joking when he he makes statements about pardons." Oh, really? Right. Yeah. What is when is? I just wish we had like some sort. We're working off the same you know set of facts right here. Yeah. You know, you every time you hear anything, you know, it's like, well, he president says he wants to buy Greenland. Okay. No, he didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He wants to drop. I love the drop a bomb in the hurricane yeah. thing and how he's denying that so fiercely. And it's like the the if you look, he's not the first person to suggest buying Greenland. He's not the first person to suggest dropping a bomb into hurricanes. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, sometimes I'm like, I wouldn't mind a whimsical president, you know? <laughs> like, if, if, if it wasn't for all, like, the racist stuff and, like, just right. the destroying the environment and, like, the divisive, <laughs> angry, like, just stoking the embers of, of, of fires of hate. If, if like, cause if, there, if we had, like a, like, a liberal president, it was like, hey, man, let's try to buy Greenland. I'd be like, all right, all right let's check it out, you what know? Else? Or he was like, what if we just, like, dropped a bomb in a hurricane? I'd be like, look into it. But Not a nuke, though, man. We don't want to mess up the earth. But, like, big-ass regular bombs <laughs> yeah. constantly. Right. Right. Yeah, that don't, like, bring a tornado of uh, fallout Just over whip to the Florida. fallout all around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I it's mean, like, Marianne Williamson, I think, is your closest She could one be somebody that like that, you know? Trip of a presence, like, hey, we're just going to love ISIS to death. Right. And that's how we're going to do that. Yes. Yeah. And wish away your AIDS. <laughs> and you're like, oh, are, are you sure about that, Marianne Williamson? What's caused by fear. Right? Did that's you that's when it gets, mm -hmm. yeah. that's when the good times start to get a little weird. It's Christian scientist stuff. Real quick, uh, there is a poll out that might be catching his attention because it's being called a shock poll on Drudge, which we know Trump reads. It says that the top five Democrats, so that is Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, and Buttigieg, uh, all beat him in a head-to-head -head poll by between 16 and 9 points, uh, percentage points. So, But we're back to polls. We yeah. are back to polls, however. I do think that polling, and granted, we're way, way the fuck out, but just in terms of what would happen if the election were tomorrow... Like the last Clinton-Trump poll in the 2016 election, she was up, I think, six points. And that was like early October before the, the Comey story happened. And I think people were like the New York Times and uh, the Washington Post were saying it was like a 99% uh, shot that she would win. Uh, but she was only up like between two and six percentage points at the end. And Nate Silver was like, no, it's like he it's has a one in three chance of winning and it wouldn't be that surprising well, at all if you when won. you look at like the like you know third party candidates can siphon off like anywhere from like four to six four to seven percent right then that's not a good margin six percent isn't a good margin not at, at all. all yeah and we saw that 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, not that we're saying, hey, great, it's all one, but it's to really sort of keep up this enthusiasm that like, okay, like there's a, there's a very good shot to not epically fuck this up. Yeah, that's right. There, but we're, you never know, baby. We have a year to not epically uh, not fuck this up. Uh, Quinnipiac in kind of taking a look at the numbers and carving the polling up a little bit is saying that the main difference between Trump's support uh, these days and back during the 2016 election is that he has completely lost white women. Uh, white women actually voted in support of him, uh, and now he's basically losing by double digits in every scenario with uh, white women. Come on, white women. Keep Come it. on home. Well, I, I definitely don't believe that he's gaining... I feel like he's lost no, he's, more no, than no. he's gained. I can't. I can't mention who is anyone who was anti-Trump in the beginning. Who's just like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> this I kinda, guy, guy won me over. He's actually skeptical. racist. I yeah. thought it was gonna be racist <laughs> enough. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Um, I think the uh, the Biden numbers are. I, I don't know. We're not exactly talking about this, but like, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be interesting how the numbers change as the uh, field gets whittled down. I don't think Biden gains anybody else. I think the other people, no. be, uh, Highlander style, away. like gain, you know, or there could be all all the non Biden people will always go once their person's eliminated. They will just go to the other non Biden person. I don't, right. you know, because I don't. think There's not a lot of centrists left of like the the, the core. Barely. I mean, Buttigieg, I think. And Harris are like the closest thing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe if it gets down to, yeah, maybe there's some people that are Buttigieg and, and, and Kamala that like go to Biden because Sanders and, and Warren are too left. Yeah, it might them. be too left for them. But yeah, well, I think again, that's been the whole Biden sort of battle cry. It's like I'm the guy with the best poll numbers. Right. It's like that's not enough, really. Right. Like we're we're in a really terrible situation in this country. Like. I get that you have the best poll numbers, but like, right. offer a fucking vision of yeah. what the country is going to be, rather than being like, "My son tragically passed away, so I would never repeal Obamacare," which right. is like the crux of like this new ad he's doing. Yeah, it just feels very much old, old school politics, like the politics that used to, like Clinton era politics. Yeah, well, the economies and the situation with people's incomes are just too unpredictable right now, and people are really starting to look at like, hold on, man, like especially when you look at for millennials too. We were fucked by that last recession. We entered a job, the, a wasteland of a job market. We're not able to regain any of that wealth during the recovery. And we're like 10% behind in everything. I think like in net worth, we're something like 20% behind, like yeah. Gen X or whatever. Yeah. Like millennials really need to also realize there a lot has to be done if we even want to think that there's a future that is actually like worth living in this country, like based on the kind of wealth we can accumulate. Because we may just be the generation that's like, waiting for our parents to just give us stuff that they accumulated because the economy just wasn't robust enough for us to, you know, gain any assets. Right. And that's, and, that's the now outlook's even bleaker for Gen Z. Oh, yeah. So and I would not count on baby boomers leaving anything for you because they're the, like, most selfish, least... No, but I mean, like, when you look at, like, some millennials who are still need like are still dependent on their parents. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm saying in that sense, like there are people who if they're fortunate enough that their parents are able to support them or whatever. Right. That's been a form of income for, oh, people for sure. in this generation, which is yeah. very different. I I'm think just that's saying a it's a bad situation when you're depending on oh, the yeah, people right. who were so good at planning for the future that they created global warming. Uh, Dope. Know. Oops. Whoops. Uh, all right. Not my dad. Oops. My mom didn't do that though. My yeah, mom's yeah, cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm talking about everyone besides 
uh, the parents of the people in this room. Yeah, <laughs> and also the and also the boomers who listen to the show. Shout out to Zeke right. and boomers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are the good ones who also chime in. They're like, we're not all bad. I'm like, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah, no, it's you're definitely right. true. When but you, what about when that guy next speaking to you? Of, when you're speaking about generations, you uh, have to understand that there's going to be exceptions. That's a lot of people. Uh, all right, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Aunt Becky uh, is back in the news, Lori Laughlin. Yeah. And her geez. husband. Yeah. Which is how Massimo. I, I love how they refer to her as Lori Laughlin and her husband. That is uh, yeah. one victory for. Dude, just say Aunt Becky and the dude who and made surf, Massimo jeans. Where? I like right. calling him Uncle Becky. Right. Mm, yeah. Nice. Aunt uh, and Uncle Becky. <laughs> they. Operation Varsity Blues is, you know, still rolling on, um, but there's been we haven't checked in with her, and there's been a few things we haven't talked about. A is that she's been saying that a lot of her friends haven't been calling anymore, mm. kind of keeping their distance from her, um, and also other the friends that are around her have been talking shit to the tabloids, saying she's obsessed with the case and has been pouring over document over document, mm. as if. Something is like she's gonna beautiful mind like right. reveal like a thing that makes it so that she didn't actually pay five hundred thousand dollars in bribes to have their two daughters designated as USC rowing team recruits. Um, because that's those are the facts. Um, and so now they're in court because they're they're gonna have to go to trial because they didn't fucking take a plea deal like everyone else did or most people didn't. Because they were like, yeah, you got us. Oops. Right. They're just like, nope, we won't do it. We're going to fight the case. And they didn't and catch us. Exactly. None of this is happening. Um, and they went into this hearing. They're saying there's a lot of um, conflict of interest stuff they suspect or the prosecution was raising about their legal team because their legal defense team represented USC in a very separate case. But the firm has been like, no, nah, that's not going to be an issue. And then they're like, well, why are the both of you guys represented by the same lawyer, like the same legal team? Like, that's just not good for you. Right. Like that's not a good strategy, and the judge literally had to make sure they were not on drugs. Oh, really? To know that, like, you are you our guys are aware that the two of you are sharing, you know, your defense team, and that he is drug not, tested them. No, just asking, like, oh, you're not oh. on medication, you're not on drugs that would prohibit oh, wow. you from understanding the decision you're making Ooh. right now. And they're like, no, because the whole thing is that, like, the judge even said they said having an attorney who is working for you and you alone is one of the best ways to have a good defense. Right. And they're like, no, because the whole thing was, you know, one of the defenses, because they're both implicated in this, could be that one of them was hiding something from the other person. So they're saying, maybe that's why I'm less uh, on the hook for this, because I don't know if Massimo didn't tell me that the guy was a briber right. or whatever. And But if that's the case, they're not going to be able to use that evidence to help one of the other clients out because it's a shared legal defense. So they're just saying like, Okay, we're gonna I guess, go down together, basically. Yeah, they're like, "Fuck it, we going exactly." And so the judge again was being like, "Okay, so you're sure?" They said yes, and their whole defense, from what it sounds like, uh, as people describe it, very Nixonian in fashion, where they're gonna force the prosecutors to prove that they 100% knew that the mastermind of this whole thing, this guy Rick Singer was like the guy like that what he was really up to and it wasn't just some really cool consultant who could get your kids into college for a half million dollars. Right. 
Man, there's they, they don't sound very bright, and it sounds like they need to bribe themselves back into college and learn. Yeah, <laughs> learn how to be smarter. I don't doubt that they didn't know that they were breaking. How could you fucking think that you could? Right, you know, like, or how could you not know? The guy, I mean, sure, maybe the guy's using language that isn't explicitly like, give me a half million dollars, I'm going to give it to USC, and then your kids will get in as recruits. Right. But when you just look at the proposition, which is a half million dollars to turn my, like, you know, vapid YouTuber daughter and the other one who I'm not sure what her deal is, right. like, into suddenly, like, rowing recruits yeah, is a very odd, like, like oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like on the level. Right. But I don't know. That, 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 I guess that would be their defense. Like I get, yeah, the rowing recruits thing. Like if they knew, and they did know detailed I think stuff they had about to take that, right? Photos. Yeah, I mean, they it had seemed to like a lot photos. of the evidence was the thing that they that really made it clear that these people all knew was when they're like, okay, I need some, I need some information so we can make your child look like this thing they are not. Right. I, I, uh, be, I you know, because like. This is like the elite stuff that the that the country hates. That these mm-hmm. rich people just get to like because she took a, a spot from a kid in college, right? right. Am I yes. you know like a, a kid who like did want to go to college that worked hard? You have this influencer society that's disgusting. I just kind of I I would love there's some sort of poetic justice of like that her stupid Instagram videos and posts wind up bringing them down right like her being like uh my parents want me to go and they're like i hate rowing i don't even i've never even been in a boat you know like they find all these dms on instagram like yeah like i can't go to the party my mom has to get like i have to look like a rope like a regatta person tomorrow right yeah fake college scam yeah (laughs) i can't like i can't believe my mom is bribing usc to convince them i'm a rowing recruit just so i can get in because my grades are not good enough and otherwise on paper i'm a completely uh uh, just non i'm not a viable candidate to enter the school i mean that would be the thing but i think everything else points to the fact that they knew but that is a hell of a defense to be like i don't know i bet i bet they didn't know like didn't realize it and that's an indictment of like what it's like to be a rich person in America that you can just that everything is just like for sale. Yeah, no, they'll do it for us for free because we're rich. Like, yeah, right. we get everything we want for free. But like that's just the whole system. Once you're really, really rich, like you just people start throwing free shit at you and you're yeah. just like, Yeah, of course. Like I think rather than the way it works. going to prison, they should make the both of them get teaching credentials and have to teach. <laughs> teach at public teach schools public schools oh, and like really get their shit together so they can I think that's they need an experience but then we'd have to watch the movie that was like Dangerous Minds right. starring her right. as herself it's more of a comedy it's like she was a high flying actress right. so one mistake yeah. sent her back to school <laughs> I just love the defense of ignorance, you know, of just like, yeah. you, you bought drugs in the street. No, this guy was a consultant for my depression. Right. Yeah. He yeah. said that if I just breathed in uh, the smoke from this yeah. uh, your rock. If yeah. I just do a line of this antidepressant, right. yeah. I'll be good. And he yeah. said it was all herbal. It was all, yeah. you know. Well, that's what shows you, man. It's just a hell of a drug at that level where you yeah. really think, I mean, like, Things, everything's viable. Influences, energy, everything's a transaction. Nothing is about merit. It's just about your po- outsized power. And- yeah, and this defense is all about them refusing to leave that bubble. Just being like, yeah, again, how anybody would have made this mistake? It's like, no, hold on, you. I'm really getting in trouble for this, right? Really? Because this is how it works out here, right? And it's like, yeah, but that's outside of the 
yeah. like legal structure out yet. here is inside a very small bubble that you live right. in and that is not reality meanwhile felicity huffman who did take a plea deal you know they're saying at most she could get four months but right. they don't even think she'll even see a prison at all right because she was like oh yeah our bad we fucked up that yeah was that terrible. was a terrible idea right and oh, i'm yeah. so ashamed yeah then meanwhile you have the cocky the cocky twins over here who were like no we didn't know i mean when you see just like a video from the daughter that they got into usc she's a young person so i'm not gonna, but it's just like that this person was not interested in college right and to put it lightly. like the world that allows that sort of mindset to exist has to be really fucked up. well yeah i mean i grew up with a lot of kids like that in la who are Oof. basically defanged by their parents like wealth yeah like they just have never had to think independently do these other things because their wealth they were around just it's a completely developmental world you're in at that point yeah and i think for some yeah like you see kids like that and i'm like i guess i have to go to college but i don't know like my parents like they're, they're like loaded like i can just go <laughs> right i can just live in saint tropez if i wanted right but they, yeah they can fund my instagram career yeah. yeah and you just seek and then but like now cut to now when we're in our 30s and they're flailing as adults. Like, right. they just don't, like, they're realizing now, they're like, oh my God, it was fine when I was in my 20s and, like, didn't have a care in the world. But, like, starting to, like, think about having a future or a family and realizing you have no job skills or life skills. Like, there's a few who I think are in not good shape. That's assuming that you don't consider dressing up as the Joker and doing open mic nights a life skill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, well, this, this is actually an authentic costume. So. <laughs> this like is some, not some bad costume. Uh, well, speaking of herbal remedies, guys, KFC has been teasing a plant-based alternative to their chicken. Uh, and, man, chicken is just storming the zeitgeist yeah. in the past couple weeks because this this went huge in Atlanta. In Atlanta, it was, they said, first of all, they're offering uh, Beyond Meat-created nuggets and boneless wings the first thing i want to ask is are those not the same fucking thing <laughs> nuggets versus boneless wings i mean i get that the process if it were chicken a nugget is clearly just that pink goo they cut into right. shapes and then right. fry and then a, and a boneless, a boneless wing, wing isn't typically necessarily like a of, fried right it's like right. flesh well i think it can be right but it's more of a it's like chicken flesh versus yeah the goo that right. they fry. Okay. But then I'm saying at the when you're doing at this point when it's beyond meat, I feel like it's essentially the same thing, just in different shapes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Look. I need I need my beyond meat to be breaded. Yeah. And also chicken. look, I just don't boneless wings are an abomination. My book is all flats all day. Thank you. You already know my position on that. I do. Um so in Atlanta, there were crowds gathering at eight AM to get this new nuggy. Okay. And throughout the day, they say the dining line wrapped around the building with double looped drive through lines. Damn. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like crisis that, actors. This sounds like crisis. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is a false flag attack against big chicken. Who's, who's lining up for not real chicken? Well, this Atlanta? is the thing because I think it's just a lot of people be, like the whole uh, sort of plant based like options at fast food been doing really well. Which but is I, interesting. Yeah, I could see it in California or, you know, or the West Coast. That sounds Atlanta's like a West pretty, Coast thing. Atlanta's pretty liberal, like in certain spots, yeah, too. Yeah, but I, I feel like the they, there. I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a, a, a resistance of, like, Midwest and, and South of, like, but you not know, like, like we like real meat. Right. We like yeah, barbecue. We like, you know, real chicken and stuff. And to be that excited in Atlanta about... To be honest, I feel like because most chicken nuggets are so processed... 
in my mind, it was never chicken. Chicken nugget is its own right. category. There's more meat now than there ever was. Yeah, right. <laughs> suddenly, like I feel like that one actually might work as a thing where no yeah. one's going to be like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. I can't even taste the goo in this because you could never taste the chicken in a fucking nugget. It was just about the seasoning, basically, in the, the fry. sauces. And, um, yeah. But they said this test uh, was so successful. They said in five hours, guests purchased the same amount of fried chicken uh, that they would are like of in terms of like the popcorn chicken that they would sell five hours of what they would normally do in a week. Damn. I, I think this is like probably an underrated like market capitalistically speaking this is going to be a huge wave coming there's this global data poll that found that a full 70 percent of the population at large is reducing meat consumption or leaving meat behind altogether and it's really driven by millennials like as you know, they're becoming adults and making their own purchasing decisions. It's becoming just more and more of the population is is now either going full like vegan or vegetarian or just at being more least mindful. just wanting to like that. Now there's the thing of like, I'm a weekday vegetarian or, you know, weekday vegan. Uh-huh. Not to step on a, a, a story we might do, talk about, but like, you know, the whole Amazon thing, you know, it's like the Amazon's on fire right. and it's just like, uh, you know, what? oh, I can't believe it. Then you read you read into it and they're they're clearing land to, for, for cattle. Yeah. And so it's like everyone's just, you know, this, you know, we talk about the boycotts and stuff like that. Like if you everyone's like so upset and being like, you know, screw us as humans. But like how many people are genuinely being like, OK, I'm going to like not eat meat for a whole month and if we all did that like maybe there wouldn't be this motivation to clear so much amazon forest out of the way sure i certainly have not i've I, i've been complaining about the amazon and i have not adjusted my meat consumption at all mm-hmm. right. you know um i don't know i mean that is like it, it, it seems like a very real effective thing for this beyond meat and stuff to be. yeah well and it's also like a very it's a direct thing you can do that you can at least feel like it's like some of the lowest hanging fruit in terms right. of being like, okay, I can I can sort of reduce my impact if I am eating differently. Yeah, uh, that is something you have control of. But you know, yeah, and somehow McDonald's is sleeping on this because Burger King got the Beyond Burgers, they got the Beyond Whopper. Yeah, the, and they're well, is it McDonald's like one of the biggest purchasers of beef? Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm yeah. wondering what that delicate, like what that profit-based balances where they have to figure out how they, you know, throttle that down and bring this other shit online. I'm just worried about them is all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, thoughts and prayers to McDonald's for sure. (laughs) I think think Beyond and Impossible might be in like some sort of bidding war right now for McDonald's. Right. Whoever whoever lands that is going to like... Those salespeople are getting Ronald McDonald fucked up at sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, man, you want to do another? Should I get another eight ball, dude? We're good. <laughs> All right, man. Um, Got dancers coming up to the suite later. So, you know. But I mean, the meat in a McDonald's hamburger, like the Big Mac is not about meat quality. Like the Big no, Mac is going to be just as good with like a Beyond. That's or what I, probably better. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like with nuggets, like. I didn't know. I didn't never thought it was chicken. Like I, <laughs> yeah, it exactly. could have been plant based the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah. I wouldn't have known because to me, it's not what in my mind go. Oh, that's chicky. Right. And the burgers, like when you look at a fucking patty, you're like, yeah, is this meat? Right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's why I feel like Taco Bell could get away with that shit too. This oh, shit Taco is like Bell fucking nice. The ground beef. Are you? Are we being no, for real? That's been horse right. for years. Yeah. It's, it's fucking old toenails. And the all difference is we will have to 
confront the reality of what it tastes when that isn't like sawdust and right. like meat flavoring. Mm. Um, oh, can we, by the way, can we get Walking Phoenix to play Ronald McDonald yes. at some point? I Holy think that'd be shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, Popeye's meanwhile, I mean, the, so something that we're seeing now with these test marketing things where they become huge global phenomenons due to social media is that the workers are kind of, uh, it's not great for them. They go Fuck from no. like being a, you know, they're staffed like a middling fast food restaurant. And then suddenly it's like, you know, they're working at an Apple store on iPhone drop day. Like it's right. Yeah. Uh, people are talking about feeling like, uh, one 18 year old said I was working like a slave in the back, prepping the buns with pickles and the spicy mayo. And another person said everyone wanted to quit so bad because it was that bad. Jeez. We have never seen it get this insanely busy. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's just you one need person to... made 600 sandwiches during their shift. Wow. Yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, we got in before it got really, really crazy. And yeah, we're Popeyes hipsters, right? We're Popeyes hipsters. Like we were into it kind of before the buzz. Like we already right. knew. Like we were kind of like onto the next thing already. We were on. Yeah. We were on to KFC Nuggets already. Oh, you guys still <laughs> like the Popeyes chicken sandwich? Oh, boy. oh wow! It was already a little bit busy, and you could tell it was. They they were doing a great job though. Great yeah. job, great job to the Popeyes crew. Uh, and then real quick, Netflix has a movie coming out called The Irishman, the new Martin Scorsese mafia hitman movie. It's about the hitman who allegedly killed Jimmy Hoffa. Um, and I thought he was alive. Hoffa? Yeah. You're thinking of Hove. No. Wasn't, wasn't there a conspiracy theory that Jimmy Hoffa wasn't dead? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. Well, because people don't know where his body is. Right, right, right. So they... There's uh, a theory that he's various people. Like, he's oh, Elvis. he assumed other people. Yeah, that, that he wow. became. Oh, okay, never, that's when it gets real cool. Matthew McConaughey, I think, was one I heard. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but so this is being put out by like it's been kind of a legendary uh, production in Hollywood because nobody could fund it because what he wanted to do is you know, have Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in it, but then they're playing characters. Like there's a lot of flashbacks. So you're seeing them as young men. So they have to like de-age them. So people are like, this is like a prestige Oscar movie, but it's going to end up costing like $200 million. Oh, because of all the like, because digitized, of like, like to make digitized de-aging, all that stuff, oh, making Al Pacino look like he's tall. Uh, you know, uh, Miles, you were showing Niro, us actually dude. a picture of De Niro, I guess, is He's, playing a tall character because he is in some lifts. That or look, like Frankenstein is in the yeah, mob. Yeah. The same kind of shoe. <laughs> right. Yeah. He looks like Louis the Fourteenth a little bit with those big old chunky lifts. Heels. Uh, so nobody was going to make this movie for the studio system because it wasn't going to make its money back. Oh, because they knew up front it's like a yeah. bulk of the budget has to go into making these exactly. septuagenarians look younger again. Right. But Netflix, because their model is more like getting their name in the news and seeming indispensable, uh, stepped in and they funded it. Uh, it did end up costing, I think, $160 million, and that's not even taking marketing into account. Um so yeah, after marketing and distribution, it would have to make around four hundred to four hundred and fifty million to break even. Uh, 
But with Netflix, they don't have to make back a specific dollar amount. They just need to kind of bolster their image as a necessary commodity. Um, but they just took a hit because they are trying to get like a wide release, like a standard like big movie that releases in thousands of theaters. And theater chains have denied them that right because they didn't want to leave it in theaters alone without going to Netflix for the requisite. I think it's three months uh, is what theaters demand before it starts appearing elsewhere. Oh, so like with Roma, that's why I was very limited. Right. Because it was just like the theaters that were like, yeah, this is a this is a good film and we'll put it there. But right. other ones are just Like AMC and the big theater chains, they have, they're just like- Just a policy you, like, yeah. yeah. If you hold this back for the standard two to three months, then it, you know, it, people are going to feel like they have to, right. And I mean, they're kind of right. Like I, I think it probably suppresses business if you're yeah, like, you oh, I can watch this home, on Netflix in a I week. I pay already yeah. for it though too. Like I knew that from the start about Roma and ended up watching it at home. Why uh, wouldn't they? Um, why wouldn't they just keep it in the standard? release. I don't know. Like, I think because they want to they want it to feel like I think Netflix wants to feel like a movie studio and so they're also releasing 12 other movies that are or I guess 10 other movies that are all like Oscar prestige movies uh this year alone just to try and become like win an Oscar essentially. They're yeah, just, but so put them in the theaters and play I don't understand why they won't like do what the theaters want. Right. You know? Oh, well, like, I think that's why won't they leave it in theaters for a yeah. longer period of time? Because they're stubborn and they're like, no, we, we're doing this for our streaming service. Yeah. It's also so funny because it, it, it's like if Blockbuster started making movies. Right. You know, if Blockbuster was just like, why don't we just make these? Like some like <laughs> right. guy. Hey, like, we know something about yeah. movies. <laughs> right. like, that guy behind the counter just yeah. like, I'm better than all these, yeah. Yeah. these directors. The problem know? with Pulp Fiction actually is, it's like, <laughs> yeah. right. uh, but Oh, God. All right, that's our VP of development. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, that's sort of the thing where they're butting up against their position as a disruptor in the film industry. And then you're kind of seeing them sort of butting up against the established powers like, well, you need the theaters and the theaters and the traditional studios kind of get this is how you do business. And I think they're like, this is how, if you want to fuck around and be like the other guys, then you got to follow the rules. And yeah, I think that's what Netflix is like, fuck you guys. Right. So, Which I don't know if that's going to be to their detriment or not, but we're Netflix, bro. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We're I deficit d- spending like the world's fucking ending. I, I know. How do, I don't get every time you, you hear like, like Twitter and Netflix are these like, you know, super popular things and you hear that they don't make any money at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they lose money. I hear Netflix loses. I don't, I don't get billions. Yeah. I don't get how they, how it sustains itself. Well, it's just enough to keep growing their subscriber base and then eventually become so big that, It'll force like Google or Apple, like they they just want to get so big that someone's gonna have to buy them. Right. Huh. That's kind of yeah. At least so, that's what I every time I ask somebody who like does business, I'm like, what is their end game? They're like, they're just trying to dominate everything and just have Amazon to, absorb them and become... or someone yeah, be like, okay, we'll buy you now. Wow. But that's a you know, they're we'll also see. one of, one of their other Oscar bid movies is in the zeitgeist right now. The King. Have you seen Shalami? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson uh, with like long hair, looking hot. His bowl cut, yeah, looks, yeah. looks pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is this a thirst trap? Yes. Is it? <laughs> That's what people were saying. <laughs> I think it was an they were it's like, yeah. is so and so picture a thirst trap? 
of yeah. him with the bowl cut? Yeah. Long hair. Oh, fuck long fuck hair. Twitter. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Those fighting words. <laughs> I just, uh, I hate Twitter uh, sometimes. You know? <laughs> you got to look at it when you need it. Right. I just love the idea of like a thirst trap. It's just like, oh, I'm going to look at this. Oh, no, it's an attractive person. <laughs> uh, you got, I got trapped. Oh, no, here I am masturbating at work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> they got me again. Uh, Guys, I'm going to go see if this bird scooter I left around the corner is there still. What? <laughs> Uh, Nick, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, Thank you so much. Where can people find you and follow you? Well, the the, the big thing is we got a, a new podcast that just uh, dropped this week. Get Rich Nick, me and Nick Turner. I believe you guys have had yeah, yeah. Nick Turner Beautiful on singing voice. He, he's... <laughs> It's a, he is a song like a siren, mm-hmm. a police siren. Um, <laughs> but we uh, it's called Get Rich Nick. Each week we try to find a way to uh, make money. We did Donating Plasma the first week, and then next week we go to the horse track. Uh, nice. Oh, hell yeah. But uh, you can find that anywhere. And um, yeah. I'm, you need a guy for the horse track? Yeah. Well, we win already, but if you, oh. I'm always down to go again. I know a few people who like are... They just know how to pick horses. This one guy I met, his name's Tom Sawyer. Yeah. He's this old guy. He has a golden horseshoe ring and like oh, wow. like sees the Matrix at horse races like yeah. at Santa Anita. And then this other kid I know who like sort of got pulled into that same world, he's like trying to create like a full on algorithm, like a system to yeah. pick horses. And it's actually kind of getting good. There's yeah. a, there's this story we kind of touched on, um, but it's like in Hong Kong, there was this guy who figured out oh right system and uh and he it became so easy for him to pick horses because you know at the horse track they have the odds and the odds are all these factors that they put in if you listen to these guys talk about it, he's like this, this is a horse that's good on a wet track mm-hmm. you right. know and he's and if he hasn't he needs a three day if he has three days of rest he's that's where he's really firing all cylinders right, right, um right. uh but then this guy figured out Factors outside of what the rash, the racetrack factors in, and he like it became so easy for him to win. There's this story of him like winning like the biggest jackpot you can win in this one race, and he just threw it in a safe and never cashed it. Um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, I, th- I guess if you don't cash checks, the Hong Kong government gives it to charity or something like that. Because oh, uh, I think the Hong Kong uh, government runs the 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 gambling thing or something like that. But yeah, there is right. There is like these crazy these uh, systems. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I've always said the Hong Kong government's fucking lit, litty, dude. Yeah, they're the they're the good ones and the oh, okay. China ones the bad one. Yeah, I think that's is that right. what it is. Yeah. I gotta read it. Um, it's all about uh, if you're pro democracy or not. Is Hong, Hong Kong government's pro-democracy? Well, you know, it's it depends it, on it's, which. it's a mixture because there's a chief executive that Beijing has to approve. So typically the chief executive is, is someone that isn't really a direct threat to Beijing. Okay. So that person is sort of, you know, they say it's a group of people that pick, but typically it's someone that is Beijing approved. And then they have a legislative council that people vote on. Like of the 70 seats, they vote on 40 or 30. Okay. And then the other seats are picked by like pro biz. Like each industry gets a seat in like the Congress, basically. Oh, whoa! And so each industry basically puts a pro China person in there because of business. So it's it's very and that's a better system than China. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's, well, that's how well, bad China is. Well, well they China also will I mean, just take you to China and make you disappear if you do something. <laughs> right, like obviously they have, they enjoy a little more freedom to sort of speak. Uh, freely about their feelings about government versus like in the mainland, like it's just unheard of. Right. You know, like I have friends who are teaching there or have taught there and 
like their texts. If you ever ask them, like, what, what's going on in China? They'll like, they just be like, oh, it's chill. And then when they get back, they're like, I can't, you can't, I can't like communicate like that on my phone. Or like, oh, like wow. I would, I would never do that. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you in person. Yeah. But like, I'm not leaving a paper trail. Mm. Oof. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, Paul Britton had a tweet the other day. It was something about uh, wanting to design socks for toes. And, uh, for toes? Yeah. Just individual socks <laughs> yeah, for toes? Yeah, individual socks for toes. That's a good idea. Uh, that's that was a very funny image. In conflict with my business. Uh, with toe beanies. Toe beanies. Oh, toe yeah. beanies, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. How far along is he with that pattern? <laughs> I, it might only be as far as the tweet, oh, uh, but uh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you guys could hook up and have yeah, a whole maybe. line well, of toe-oriented. Actually, I do need to mess this because I'm currently upside down on this thing. <laughs> yeah, Miles has sunk a couple mil yeah. into this thing. If yeah. your toes are cold, the di- I just I want to see the ads like the Netflix of <laughs> toe of toe wear, yeah. yeah, disrupting the feet industry. Hold on, I like that, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk after this. Oh, sounds good. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A tweet I like is from uh, Dana Donnelly at Dana Donnelly, D-O-N-L-Y. Uh, I like a lot of her tweets. We have to have her on the show soon. Uh, yeah, so depressing when people from your high school get married and have kids. Like they don't even know that you can move to LA and date forty-year-old comedians who only have enough money on their EBT card to buy a post-sex snack for themselves. Boom, <laughs> boom, man. If you've had EBT. Oof. What That's, is EBT? Come on, man. You balling that hard? Uh, like unemployment? Uh, oh. Get that unemployment card? Yeah. Oh boy. Jack just showed his ass. I also, <laughs> I also think I also think it's funny that I'm at the age now where um, I'm a punchline. Right. Uh, <laughs> as a forty-year-old comedian, that, yeah, like, but look, just, you're doing I'm well. The worst type of person you'd as, ever want. As like. the listeners will see, we're in your balling-ass hotel suite right now. That's right. That's right. And you said we're cool with getting room service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on my EBT right. card. Get rich. Get rich. <laughs> put it on my EBT card. A couple tweets. I've enjoyed Rocket at Tweets by Rocket tweeted, me, I'm terrified of Val's therapist. Why? Me, only sometimes. Wow. It's a thinker. Uh, Steph McCann tweeted, professionally, I'd love for what happened to Cauliflower to happen to me. And (laughs) (laughs) Paul F. Tompkins tweeted a screen cap of like enter a new password below and uh he has like one letter <laughs> one letter in and below it the box says very weak please enter a stronger <laughs> password and he wrote god damn give me two seconds <laughs> it's like fuck off man uh i saw hannibal burris do this the other day but he had it was where you like sign your name you know when you go to starbucks and right they twist the the pad around and you <laughs> sign your name yeah and he had just like kind of colored in the entire <laughs> oh right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that killed me. Funny. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we going to ride out on today? Uh, riding out on uh, Joe Armin Jones, uh, who's uh, I don't know, an artist I have, I've just recently uh, started listening to. 
uh, and the track is called Almost Went Too Far. Has a very retro-y vibe. Again, just like yesterday's song. Smooth, easy, uh, great groove, uh, some nice synths. Um, but, you know, just to just relax, you know. There's, there's, there's so much going on. Let's just... So you're going to use the, the song that's been playing over and over in this hotel suite while we're yeah. prepping. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.